You're listening to the Talent Code Profile podcast. This is our second uh, episode on the topic of how do I have my employees give a, and <laughs> it'll be a good episode. Thanks for joining us. So this is the Talent Code Profile podcast. Uh, Jim Riefenberger, the creator of the Talent Code Profile, is joining me. And in the time of labor shortages and everybody is valuable and we're just trying to take warm bodies to fill a place, this is a very big complaint. How do I get my employees to give a, right, fill in the blank? And uh, the topic today is what, Jim? Help others find what they want. Okay. And you're talking about employees. Yes. So a guy, in fact, I have to do a speech down to some high, uh, college kids and they said, can you talk about how I can be happy in my job. So they're just getting ready to get into the workforce and they are very anxious because they just are kind of certain that they're not going to like their job. They're feeling a lot of pressure because they'd like to have a job that fills their purpose and passion, but they just get a sneaking suspicion that that's not going to happen. And it's probably not going to happen until they figure out what that passion is. So there's a lot of pressure there. So let's help those students and let's help those employers figure out how this can happen. So you and I, Jeff, have recently been talking about the Dale Carnegie book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Mm -hmm. We both went back and you're reading it for the first time and reading it for a second time. And I mean, it's a simple concept but powerful book, right? It's like it could be written by Captain Obvious. The things he says, you go, well, well, duh. You know, the only way to get people to do something is to make them want to do it. Well, well, duh. But the secret is not the concept. The secret is figuring out how you're going to make somebody want to do what you want them to do. So it's all about the approach. A good leader has a better approach. So... Jeff, share the story of the kindergartner in the book. Yeah, so this is great. In fact, it's perfect as because when you have little kids, they have to do what you want. And new employees, you kind of have that same sort of power. So listen to what this guy said, and it's out of the book. If you ever get a chance to reread Dale Carnegie, it's certainly worth it. So a guy's got a kid who does not want to go to kindergarten. And normally we would say, too bad, so sad, you're going to kindergarten, you'll figure out you'll like it later on. But the guy had just been to a Dale Carnegie course and he'd heard this concept, if I can make my child want to go, well, the trick is, how do you do that? And he thought and thought and thought, put a good week in, and then he comes home one day and he's got a bunch of stuff in a bag and he starts immediately down at the kitchen table with his wife and, and, and they're working on this project, and the kid goes, well, what are you doing? Finger painting. And they're having fun finger painting. And the kid says, can I do that? He said, no, no, you can't do that. You, you learn this in kindergarten. This is what we do now because we learned it in kindergarten. And I forget the other thing, but it was another fun activity. And this is what happened. The day the first day of school started, the kid was asleep on the couch. He was all dressed up, ready to go, couldn't wait to go to kindergarten. Now, think about how important that was for the parent because now he had a kid who was ready and embraced and 120% ready to go to kindergarten. 
And now I'm wondering, how can I apply that to employees? How do I make them want to go to work and do the thing that I want them to do? It's a great question. And again, it takes some thought, but you have to think about the person you're talking to and wear their shoes. Um, I might have shared this one before, but I remember a guy saying, a sales guy saying, we set an incentive. And when the boss was just going to make it a check or cash, I, I looked at his eyes and it was kind of a sigh. And I said, it's not really what you want. It's not motivating you. And he goes, well, we got so many bills at home. I'll take that home. I'll just pay another bill. And I said, well, what do you want? Oh, I just, I need a break. I go, well, what's a break to you? And we got talking and here it was. He likes to golf and different things. I says, well, what if your boss bought you a new set of irons? Mm -hmm. And they were given as a gift and not as cash. So you had to use them. He goes, so you had to get golf clubs. There was no way you could put it for groceries or diapers or painting the house or fixing the car. So then when he went home to his wife who would have spent it or paid bills, he came home with clubs because that was the deal. Mm -hmm. And now it wasn't a problem. He went and used them. And then to back that up, we had him come to the next meeting and bring his clubs in and tell us about the clubs. And he was so excited. And, and that wore off on everybody else because he got what he wanted. But he didn't know what he wanted until we dug a little deeper. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the second story has just recently hit me, and I'll give you more of an update when I run it through soon. But um, I was thinking about this woman who, who's got to meet with HR, and there's been some clunkiness going on there, and she's probably a little bit disgruntled over a few things, but she's very knowledgeable and very good in her trade, but seems to be just sticky spot with other people and, and they moved her out of a spot to try to make it better and that made her unhappy. Well, I actually went to meet her and I met her at her house. And so I just sat there and observed as we talked through some different things. And I thought to myself, what does she want? And the answer came to me on a walk one day. I was out walking thinking about it. And I go, she doesn't know what she wants. Mm-hmm. And you know why she doesn't know what she wants? Is because she's a caretaker as a profile. So she's nurturing and caring and loves to build the relationship just like a mom would do. So she's in finance and she's in kind of an area of, of uh, life stuff, life insurance products. And she's very good at it. But she has all these team members that all the details have to get done and she doesn't want to let go of them. Well, that's not her gift is details and organization. Her gift is nurturing. But when I went to her house, the first thing I thought is, well, in this situation she's in, she's a provider of the family. So here's a nurturer put in a box who has to provide. <laughs> and she doesn't get to use her caregiving skills very well. She has to abandon them and she has to provide. So, so she's really not using her gifts. I, I basically would say to her and HR, why don't we rethink this thing? You should just be in charge of those relationships and nurture them. And I want you to let go of all the details and we're not getting rid of you. You will provide your value to us. We just want you to do what you're good at. So if I can understand this right, 
She has like a team of five, and rather than her do all the detail work for all five, she gives the detail work to each of them, parses it out, and then encourages and nurtures them as they do it. She's not encouraging and nurturing because she's always feeling like she's being replaced. Uh, so she's holding on to it and controlling that, and she's not that good at organizing it, so they can't get it done. They get frustrated, really because she feels she can't express what she wants. I can't remove the fact that you have to provide for your family, but I can remove the burden of you trying to control it and, and promise you that that's not going to get in the way if you can just nurture. These things are kind of nuanced and individual to each person, but there's, a, there's always a way to figure it out. If a person wants to do it, they'll do it. And if it's not being done, it's because they don't want to do it. And that is the challenge of management, how to figure out how to make them want to do it. I recall a friend of yours saying that uh, he was in charge of a group of people at a, at a business, and it was a chain, and there was a national place. Well, somehow he figured out how to make it very transparent, and they could see how all of the other branches were doing everywhere in the country. And then, as a team, they just loved the competition. And he knew as a manager he would get, you know, an amount of money. And he just took that amount of money, cut it in half, and used half to incentivize his employees, the golf clubs per se. They then knew that's what he was doing. That made him look like a hero. It made them work a little bit harder. And they blew the doors off of all their comp competition. That's just another example of figuring out how do we get people to do what we want them to do, we have to make them want to do it. So maybe you have a question, you have an uh, observation, you can get a hold of Jim at the beginning of the podcast on the front page. You can see his contact information. Uh, Jim, thanks for having, thanks for taking your time today. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, God bless. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.